Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 379. It's KB coming at you with a solo show after this Eagles game whooping on the Saints 40-29. to We're going to get into the entire game, how I'm feeling about this team now, uh, and a whole lot more about this Philadelphia Eagles squad. I'm also testing out a new setup because... Uh, your boy likes to have brain blasts like he's Jimmy Neutron. So I'm recording this from uh, the prototype Studio B almost, where we'll be recording streamer season uh, for Underground Sports Philadelphia, the exclusive TV and movie podcast from yours truly and Dylan Mazzola through Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, we're testing some things out, got a few new pieces of equipment, so I'm recording this episode from my couch right next to where underground studios main setup is um but i'm testing some things out to see how everything sounds everything comes out so that way when uh wednesday rolls around dylan and i are ready to rock and roll right here from uh the streamer season studio quote unquote so we're doing a little prototype testing for you guys on this episode so it would mean a lot to me that if you listen to this episode let me know how it sounds um you can leave it as a podcast review. You can tweet at me at KBIZZL311 or at UndergroundPHI. Would love some feedback on how everything sounds uh, with the new equipment here for the Streamer Season Studio. But before we get started into this massive Eagles win, got to give a shout out to the sponsors who make this podcast happen. Our good friends at Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems. Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, our homies over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small badge eyewear in the game. Guys, Black Friday is this week. Cyber Monday is a week from the day you're listening to this. Monday. It's a week from today. Don't don't wait. Don't mess around. Know what you're going to get your favorite people in your life for this holiday season and you got to get them some Tomahawk shades, whether it's sunglasses, blue light glasses, they've got watches, they've got shirts, hoodies. The hoodies are some of the best I've ever put on my body. I can attest, even if this wasn't an ad read, I'd say the same thing. So go to TomahawkShades.com, and when you go to check out, help support the show. Use our promo code USP. You get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP. At TomahawkShades.com, 25% off your order. Our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Guys, it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market, and you're going to need to stay hydrated this holiday season. 
Go to statesidevodka.com. Get those vodka soda party packs for your holiday parties. They got the single flavor four packs. The black label bourbon limited time only is in stock. So get it while you can. Statesidevodka.com. And if you want to get the one liter bottles and help support the show, put those bad boys into your cart and use promo code USP at checkout. You get 10% off your order from our friends at Stateside Vodka. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, the official beer of the underground. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap for you for this holiday season. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please, please, for the love of all that is this holiday season, drink responsibly. Guys, let's get into this Eagles game where... You know, I, I recorded Eagles Enemies this week with my good friend Ralph Marlborough from Saints Happy Hour. Definitely go check out that podcast. Ralph is one of the funniest dudes I have met through uh, the Twitterverse and just in the NFL landscape. His podcast is hilarious. Ralph is great. Even though the game is over, go listen to that episode of Eagles Enemies. Run that thing up because um, it was a blast recording with him. And he kind of already knew the outcome of this game before it started. I kind of did too. Uh, knowing that the Saints were pretty injured even on Wednesday, and then coming into this game, they were even more injured. Um, no Alvin Kamara, their starting tackles were out. Obviously, Michael Thomas not playing this year due to injury. A couple defenders injured for them as well. Will Lutz hasn't kicked for them all season uh, due to injury. So, I mean, the Saints have been pretty banged up, and obviously the big one, Trevor Simeon, was their starting quarterback. So uh, I got a, a DM from Ralph this morning and said, if the Eagles don't win by two scores, uh, that's a problem. And if they let up 14 points, or if they let up more than 14 points, our Jonathan Gannon should be fired into the sun. Well, the Eagles certainly let up more than 14 points. But I think one thing that this game really taught me overall um, is that Jalen Hurts is the guy. Like, he's my guy right now. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is hes the quarterback I want running this team for the now, the future, until he proves that, like, he's not the guy. Like, Jalen Hurts, what he did today against the Saints was just, it was eye-opening for, I think, a lot of the doubters and a lot of the haters of Jalen Hurts that think he's not a franchise quarterback, can't be a top 12 quarterback type deal. I think he went out there and showed, sure, were there were there hiccups in his game today? Absolutely. Were there moments where you're like, you know, pulling your hair out because you want him to get rid of the ball quicker? You want him to, to be quicker with his decision making? Absolutely. But there were moments in today's game where Jalen Hurts had poise. He, he felt so in control of the game from the jump. Um... Not to mention, like, he was a menace on the ground today. Jalen Hurts' final stats today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, against the Saints were, it was amazing. He had 147 passing yards, 18 rushing attempts, 69 rush yards, nice, and three rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts ran for three rushing touchdowns today. He is now leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns by a quarterback, which is bananas to think about and 
he's only he's only like starting to really utilize his legs more and more as the weapon that they are and i think that's such a huge development for the way that the eagles are going to approach this final stretch of the regular season these final 6 games um if if they can really utilize jalen hurts as a mobile quarterback and not just a quarterback who can run he's a mobile quarterback and he can use his legs to their advantage, extend drives, extend plays, and he's a red zone weapon using his legs, and you saw that today. He scores three touchdowns with his legs. I mean, the the teams that the Eagles will be playing over the next six weeks, not including their bye week, obviously, that is mixed in here, it's the New York Giants, the New York Jets, the Washington football team, the New York Giants, the Washington football team, and the Dallas Cowboys with a bye week in week 14. You're meaning to tell me Jalen Hurts isn't going to be able to use his legs against the Giants defense, the Washington football defense that is now without Chase Young, the Jets defense, and potentially that Cowboys defense, you know, in a game that might not matter for the Cowboys? That's going to be so crucial for this Eagles team that, like, where they're sitting at now in terms of the standings, in terms of just the NFC playoff picture, they're right in the thick of it. They're like the backyardigans. They are right in the thick of it. Standings-wise, let's look at the playoffs here. The NFC playoff picture looks like this. The Arizona Cardinals in first place at 9-2. and two, The Green Bay Packers at 8-3. and three, The Cowboys at 7-3. and three, The Buccaneers at 6-3. and three, The Rams at 7-3. and three. Uh, and that's your top five. Your six and seven right now are the Vikings and the Saints. They're both at five and five, uh, already both having their bye weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the 49ers are at five and five, who have a tiebreaker over you, which is tough. You need the 49ers to start losing some games. Uh, but then the Eagles are at five and six and have a tiebreaker over Carolina. They have a tiebreaker over Atlanta, who are at four and six. Uh, they haven't faced Washington yet, but they're at four and six. The Giants are three and six, and they play on Monday night. And you know, there's going to be some weird implications, I'm sure, with Minnesota if they keep uh, winning games and everything. But the Eagles are poised to be in a position where they could end up being the six or seven seed. And if the playoffs started today, say the Eagles ended up in the six seed, they'd be playing the Green Bay Packers. If they were in the seven seed, they'd be playing the Dallas Cowboys in the opening round of the playoffs. I mean, I I think the bye week is coming at the most opportune time for this team to just get healthy, get rejuvenated, and kind of go into a stretch run where you're playing mostly divisional opponents. Uh, No, you are playing all divisional opponents after the bye, actually. I stand corrected there because the Jets game is before the bye week. But you're playing all divisional opponents in a situation where these games are going to matter if this team wants to make the playoffs. And stupidly enough, like this team could still end up with 11 wins. They could go 11-6 and six this year if they run the table. That's absolutely bonkers to think about when in the preseason and going into the year doing like predictions and everything, the, the schedule on paper, I said they'd be lucky to walk away with six or seven wins. And right now they're at five. I mean, this team... Are, are they perfect? No. Do they have flaws? Absolutely. But, I mean, you're starting to see glimpses and, and flashes of players like Jalen Hurts, like Jordan Howard, 
like Boston Scott, Miles Sanders played really well today in his return from injury. You need to you need to scheme Devontae Smith open more to utilize the pass game to help Jalen Hurts be able to use his, his legs and use him in the running game more effectively. But I mean, overall, I, I think you're starting to see flashes of you know what this team can be. You're obviously starting to see that like there are flaws in the passing game because Quez Watkins isn't a number one wide receiver or a number two wide receiver. He needs somebody to kind of offset what he does to get him open in the slot. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it always goes. We went like 45 minutes and we were at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. That helps Devontae Smith as well in the the overarching passing game. Dallas Goddard, um, you know, I, I we we'll dive into some of the extensions too and, and everything that happened this week before this game. A bunch of the twenty eighteen draft class just signing major extensions. Uh Dallas Goddard had one like really freak catch today that everyone was going crazy about, rightfully so. It was an unbelievable catch, but Dallas Goddard also had some massive drops in this game and um, he's he's got to be able to hold on to the ball and, and be secure holding on to that thing because that could cost you games. You know, not every game you're not going to be able to run up 40 points on every opponent um, and not get as lucky as you were in this one uh, early on where you're putting points up left and right on almost every possession. You got to be able to hold on to that ball, Dallas Goddard. But, I mean, overall, great game for this Eagles team. Uh, on the offensive side of things, you just want to see more in the passing game, I think. You know, the run game is working. It, don't stray, don't go away from the run game, but you also want to implement more of the pass to kind of just move the ball down the field more, um, keep the defense honest, and, and not let them, you know, stuff the box with, with eight, nine guys and be like, all right, Jalen, try to, try to escape this when we're coming at you full force. Um, and, you know, it's also difficult when Devontae Smith is your only like true legitimate wide receiver on this roster. So that's definitely got to be addressed in the offseason, um, which I have a feeling it will be because of how stupidly talented the wide receiver class is, this free agent market that's coming up. Um, 
Defensively, though, the Eagles played a, a pretty damn good game. You know, outside of, you know, a lot of the third quarter and, like, some of the fourth quarter where it seemed like they felt super comfortable um, when they shouldn't have. <laughs> they they kind of let off the gas pedal quite a bit and, and allowed the Saints to get back into that game uh, for quite a while, and it was getting a little shaky, a little nervous there. But Darius Slay gets a pick six. Darius Slay now has more touchdowns than some wide receivers. I'm going to pull this up here because I saw this stat from Field Yates today on the Twitter machine, and it absolutely blew my mind. Uh, Darius Slay has now scored three touchdowns this season, which is more than Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, George Kittle, Darren Waller, Allen Robinson, and Jarvis Landry. Like, think about that. Think about how many how good Darius Slay has been over the last month. Saw another one. Darius Slay has the same amount of touchdowns in the last four weeks that the Detroit Lions have as a team. <laughs> like, Darius Slay has been playing at a Pro Bowl level, at an All-Pro level. I hope he's okay. I know he was being evaluated for a concussion during this game and uh, never came back in. Hopefully, big play Slay is okay. But, I mean, he's been such an anchor for this defense that they've needed. In the absence of Brandon Graham, who was at the game today on the sideline today, it was awesome to see BG there inject some juice into this team. You've needed somebody to step up as a veteran leader, and it's been Darius Slay, no doubt about it. He's been phenomenal for this team, and... You know, I, I know a lot of people, myself included, I started thinking, like, you know, is it going to be one of those, you know, off seasons where you acquire Darius Slay in 2020 or going into 2020? And towards the end of the year, it was like, damn, like, it just doesn't look like he has it anymore. But he's really come into 2021 in this defensive scheme, whether it's the scheme, whether it's his talent really shining or a combination of both. He is really thriving right now in this defense. And I think the secondary as a whole has really thrived. I think that's been the one bright spot for Jonathan Gannon um, this season is that the secondary overall has not been disappointing whatsoever. I, I think that they have really been the best-looking secondary in terms of just playing and defending and, and really, like, making plays. Like, Avante Maddox has been phenomenal this year. He gets an extension uh, late in the week. Darius Slay, like I said, has been great. Steven Nelson's been a fantastic free agent pickup. Anthony Harris has been quality at that safety position. Uh, and Rodney's been good. You know, he's been Rodney. He's, he's what you expect. I think the secondary has been something that's really helped keep this team in games this year, um, especially with BG going down and us not being able to stop the run, really. You've been able to kind of rely on that back end of, of the defense when teams decide to pass on you uh, to really step up and make some plays. And somebody who really stepped up and made plays in this game was TJ Edwards. Um he might be a guy <laughs> for this team. You know, I, I've complained about this team not valuing linebackers for what feels like forever. 
Uh, like Nigel Bradham was the last like good linebacker signing we had, and then before that it was Takeo Spikes, and he was only here for a season, and then it was Jeremiah Trotter, and, and like that crew of Eagles linebackers. Where and, and I mean Jordan Hicks was here for you know the the duration of his rookie contract, but there were injuries across the board with Jordan Hicks when he was here, and of course now he's balling with the Arizona Cardinals, but. <laughs> Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. TJ Edwards really showed me today like the type of motor he has, the type of motivation he can have when he's on the field. You know, he goes and gets the interception on Trevor Simeon. He forces a fumble and recovers the fumble. He's making tackles left and right. He had himself a game today, like game of game of your life type game for TJ Edwards. Um and short, was it against Trevor Simeon? Whatever. He was on the schedule. You know, that's the team you're playing. That's the guy you're facing. As a defender, you got to go and make those plays. And TJ Edwards really stepped up in this one. And uh, really proved to me that, like, just little tweaks and, and changes on this team that have been made throughout the course of, like, the last month and a half or so whether it's by Nick Sirianni, by the defensive coaching staff, or whatever it may be, some of these defensive changes they've made and tweaked, you you kind of wonder what would have happened if you made them earlier in the year and how this defense would have been playing. Because I think you, you rewind to like early October, before that Lions game, there were so many questions about the defense and so many just like doubts about how they could potentially reach the ceiling that we knew they could have as opposed to the ceiling that it looked like they were putting on display and I think TJ Edwards has really shown that like he can be a linebacker that can kind of be a Swiss army knife that I think a lot of people thought Alex Singleton was where Alex Singleton just doesn't have the speed to kind of keep up in coverage, TJ Edwards was able to drop back in coverage and and kind of show that he can he can hang there. Um, not saying that you want him to be your coverage linebacker, but if, if you can get a a quality linebacker to put next to TJ Edwards back there as like your number one linebacker, and then TJ Edwards, I, I think you're you're working with something there. And I, I like what I saw from TJ Edwards today. And I hope it continues to, you know, just grow and blossom. That was a Nick Sirianni pun for you all. I, I hope TJ Edwards continues to show that, like, he belongs in the NFL and he belongs on this team and can be a piece that this team can work with uh, for the now and, and for years to come. But I think looking at this game and how important it was because now you're 5 and 6 you now have gone 3 and 1 against the NFC South you have tiebreakers over the Carolina Panthers the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons which are all super important because 
The NFC South looks like a division that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. Even though they've been kind of up and down this year, it's the Bucs division to lose, um, which is the only team you didn't beat this year, but he came close. But if the Bucs end up winning that division, you have a tiebreaker over the rest of the NFC South for the playoff seeding and everything. So that's huge. And this was the game of the season, knowing that your final six games are going to be against inferior opponents on paper, divisional games, and these are winnable games. Like, you're going to go into this. I I think worst-case scenario is that the Eagles go 4-2 and two in their last six, which puts them at nine wins. Like, let's say you lose that Cowboys game at the end of the year, which who knows if that's even going to mean anything for either team. And say you split with Washington, because for some reason Washington's been able to put some things together with Taylor Heineke. Don't know how, but they've been able to beat the Buccaneers and Panthers back-to-back weeks. So that's kind of a game in hand that the the Washington football team has over you in, in beating the Buccaneers. But I mean, you should be able to beat both. You should be able to beat the Giants in both of the games you have left against them. You should be able to beat the Jets. And quite honestly, you should be able to sweep the Buc- or the uh, Washington football team, but I'm being generous. And say you do sweep them and you only lose that Cowboys game. That's 10 wins. That's a playoff team. Which is crazy to think about where we were sitting the week before Halloween with this with this Eagles team. The week before Halloween, before that Lions game, we were looking at this season as kind of like, all right, let's start looking at the draft. You know, we we lost to the Raiders. We were sitting at uh wanna say three and six going into that game. Or three and five. Yeah, three and five. Um because you'd beat the Falcons. So it was one, two. No, so you were two and five going into the Detroit game because then you were three and five, three and six after the loss of the Chargers, and now you've won two straight for the first time all season. And that was the Eagles' first home win this game against the Saints as well since the last time they beat the Saints in 2020. The last uh, last home win was with Doug Peterson against the Saints when Jalen Hurts made his debut in the NFL. It's crazy to think about that it kind of came full circle that you beat the Saints and you beat the Saints. Um, Nick Sirianni's first home win, I, I think that gets a huge amount of pressure off of Nick Sirianni's back, finally getting that first home win. And it's one of those things where you just got to kind of now take it game by game. You don't want to get too ahead of yourself and overlook any of these teams because... That's how you lose them. That's how you lose those games, just by overlooking opponents. But I truly think that the Eagles can go on a run here and and shock a lot of people and make the playoffs. It's, it's crazy to think about, but I think that's where they are. And Jalen Hurts made so many plays today with his legs. He made Carl Granderson go into like the, the ghost dimension and Danny Phantom, snatched his soul right from him, did like the AI step over. Uh, or the AI crossover on him, and he just absolutely decimated, 
absolutely done. He'll never be the same. Um, and Jalen Hurts just played today with such a confidence, uh, like a cocky confidence. Like he knew that like this was his game to win. You know, a fan threw him a jersey on his game-winning touchdown. He's holding it up. Darius Slay jumping up onto the 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 VIP seats when he had his pick six. Like this team was playing with such a confidence that was like it, it was so awesome to watch. Um and I think they knew that like this was a game that they had to have if they wanted their season to be, you know, something that could work towards the playoffs. And that's where they're at now. Like they are fully entrenched in the NFC playoff race. And that's super exciting to watch from a team that just a couple weeks ago we thought was dead in the water. We were ready to just kind of put a, a, a cap on this season. We had so many questions about Nick Sirianni. And that's another thing too that I'm going to get into is Nick Sirianni has really proved over the past couple of weeks, even in that Chargers game too, that they ended up losing. But, you know, three out of four games that you've been able to put together and win, he's shown a lot of growth and a lot of development in his coaching approach and has admitted, you know, in this game he he got conservative with some of the play calling that allowed the Saints to get back into the game. But overall, over the last four weeks, I've been really impressed by how Nick Sirianni has really, you know, stepped his game up and, and been – a true NFL head coach for this Eagles team. We all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. So yeah, let's get into Nick Sirianni because, like I said, over the last four weeks, he's really... I think stepped up in a big way and been a huge factor in why the Eagles have gone three and one over the last four games. He's really adapted during games. He's really been able to make adjustments, whether it's mid game or at halftime or, you know, throughout a series. I think he's been very, very effective as a head coach the last couple of weeks. And it's really shown because the Eagles have been able to execute and have been able to play in a way that they haven't played during the previous stretch of games this year. And if Nick Sirianni can continue to develop as a head coach, I think, oddly enough, this city's going to embrace him as kind of that lovable loser. Not that he's a loser, but he's going to be embraced as like that lovable guy like Charlie Manuel, like Doug Peterson. And we're going to have a guy that everybody rallies around. That's the fun part about when a guy is able to um, kind of just like figure out what he does wrong and learn from it and adjust. Like that's the, the, the fun part about any type of coach, you, any coach you want to rally around when they can learn from their mistakes and, and fix things that 
they were bad at previously and show you that they have grown from it and have learned from it and have been able to adapt. That's just the the cherry on top. And I think Nick Sirianni, if he can really put it together for these final six games, like he's going to be coaching in the playoffs in his first year as a head coach, which I think if you would have told Eagles fans that five weeks ago, they would have slapped you in the face and called you an absolute moron. So, I mean, overall, this Eagles game, huge win, huge successful day for the Philadelphia Eagles to put a 40-burger up on a Saints defense that have been very good all year. That's been kind of the anchor of that team. You ran all over them, which has been something they've been able to stop all year. Going into this game, the Saints only allowed 66 yards a game on the ground. You ran all over them. You ran them into the ground. They had no way to stop you. And now you're putting yourself in a prime position for the postseason And if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, that's all you can ask for. You go out and get that first home win, build some momentum going into this divisional gauntlet you have. And I think you're you're playing with house money. There's no expectations, really, for this team because of where they were. And now you kind of just go into it. Whatever happens, happens. And I think that's a beautiful thing for this team to kind of just learn from each other, grow from everything that you've been able to experience throughout this season, and use it as a stepping stone moving forward into the future. So big win for the Birds, huge just overall um, for this team, for this just roster of guys, and for this coaching staff. So big win for the boys. Congrats to the Eagles. Um, They needed it. They needed to win this game. This was a must-win game of the season, season on the line almost, if you put it into certain perspectives. Um, but I'm very excited. Playoff run starts now. I said it on the Bell and the Birdmen post-game show. Go check out the boys. I'm there every Sunday producing the show on site. Playoff run starts now for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's fucking ride. Um, and I'm going to wrap the show. Um. We're going to go full-blown into Bryce Harper's MVP win on Wednesday show with me and Matt on twitch.tv slash PHI. You can watch live. Um, but shouts to Bryce, the MV3. And uh, I just got to address it. We addressed it on Wednesday because, obviously, when your Cy Young should have been pitcher gets snubbed, you try to figure out some things. And Charlie Goldsmith from Enquirer, uh, from Cincinnati.com, who gave Bryce Harper fifth place votes. We tweeted at him. We'd love to have him on the show, figure out why he gave a fifth place vote to Zach Wheeler. No response. No response from Mr. At Charlie G underscore underscore Charlie Goldsmith covering the Cincinnati Reds and the Bengals for Enquirer. We invited Charlie on the show. We said this before we knew who gave the votes, and we said it. I said it after. I'd love to have Charlie on the show to kind of just pick his brain and figure out why he gave Zach Wheeler a fifth-place vote for the Cy Young because, truly, it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. (laughs) 
Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Why you would give a guy who <laughs> was was arguably, and in our perspective, obviously here at Underground Sports, the best pitcher in baseball this year, a fifth place Cy Young vote. It just seems like Mr. Charlie G did not watch baseball all year outside of the NL Central and felt personally victimized by Corbin Burns because the Milwaukee Brewers absolutely torched the Reds this year and was like, oh, I got, I got to tip my cap to the guy who, who just destroyed the team I cover. That's what it feels like. Absolutely royally snubbed Zach Wheeler, who recorded 139 more outs this year than Corbin Burns. I will not ever get over Zach Wheeler not winning this Cy Young Award. It's absolutely preposterous that Zach Wheeler was penalized for pitching more innings, getting more outs, and going deeper into games. Like, that shouldn't be the case. A guy like Corbin Burns had a great year, don't get me wrong, but a guy should not be rewarded because the team he's on has a better bullpen. That just blows my mind that the voters went that way, and trust me, I'm very pro-analytics, I'm very pro-whatever can help grow the game and, and give you the best results in terms of just any statistical category. But sometimes you also got to take those blinders off, take those glasses off, and realize a guy went out there, pitched more innings, recorded more outs, still had a phenomenal ERA and fielding independent pitching, went deeper into games, had complete game shutouts, and yet he doesn't win the Cy Young over a guy who pitched like 40-some-odd less innings than him this year. Like, I heard John Stolness bring this up on, uh, on the Good Fight podcast feed. It's not like we're talking about like 15, 20 innings difference, like, you know, give or take here. Like, that could be chalked up to like an injury or something like that where a guy misses a couple starts. We're talking 139 more. Like, that's five games worth of outs, guys. Like, do we not realize what we're doing here? I just truly don't. I still don't get it almost a week later how Zach Wheeler did not win the Cy Young. I don't get how he got a fifth-place vote. I don't get how Walker Bueller got a ton more votes in certain spots than him. I just truly don't understand some of these these writers' perspectives. And again, I've said it multiple times on the live shows 
and just on this podcast in general, there needs to be a new media category for voters. You need to let some more people who cover the sport and watch games and understand the games get their voices heard. There should be a digital media like voting option. Like John Boy and the Boys from from John Boy Media should be able to have a vote. I'm not saying we're qualified, but like we should be able to have a vote if we were fully qualified enough in that digital media landscape. I just don't get how Zach Wheeler was punished like that. I'll never get over it. And uh, you shouldn't be over it either. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to do is I want you to run our podcast, Apple Podcast Reviews, up to the moon. We have a Bryce Harper jersey giveaway going on right now on the Twitter machine as well. Support us here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UndergroundPHI. Enter the jersey giveaway. Be a friend. Tell a friend about it. All you got to do is retweet our pin tweet and follow us at UndergroundPHI on Twitter. It's so simple. It's so simple. And you'll be in the running for a Bryce Harper jersey that we will announce the winner on Christmas Day. Somebody's going to have a very Merry Christmas with the MV3. Be sure to follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI, so you know when we go live, whether it's doing the pod, Steven Schneider being the best goddamn digital golfer on the planet, or anything else in between that we add to our Twitch channel schedule, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, where all of our written content is. Getting a ton of recipe blogs up there from Kitchen DM, Dom and Monica, absolutely busting out bomb-ass recipes for you guys. Check it out. It's easy stuff to make, too. They're breaking it all down, all the ingredients, all the steps, all the good stuff for you. Kitchen DM, underscore Kitchen DM on Instagram. Follow them. Run their followers up. And like I said, take our podcast reviews and take them to the moon. Five stars only, though, of course, because we have standards. We know you do, too, and we know they're better than Charlie G and anybody that didn't vote for Zach Wheeler to win the Cy Young. I want to hear your takes on Zach Wheeler not winning the Cy Young. I want to hear how you feel about Jalen Hurts and this Philadelphia Eagles team. I want to hear it all. Leave it in the podcast reviews, because if you leave it there, I am 110% guaranteed to read it on podcasts the podcast gets the more people are going to be able to find us on apple podcasts and that's how we grow the underground you guys are the underground army you help us grow that thing and take us to the moon you can also check us out on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow me on twitter at kbizzl311 Big thank you to our sponsors who make this podcast happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the homies at Tomahawk Shades Stateside, Urban Craft Vodka, and Kenwood Beer. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Get that Black Friday, that holiday shopping done early. TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP. You get 25% off your entire order 
from the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get the vodka soda party packs at statesidevodka.com. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer. Go to kenwoodbeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Again, also, guys, tweet at me. Let me know how you think this sounds because we're doing, like I said, testing out some equipment for uh, the streamer season studio here at Underground Studios. Um, so I'm testing some things out with the new equipment we got. Big thanks to our sponsors who make that happen. Um, let me know how you think this sounds because you should be following at Streamer SZN for all your TV and movie podcast needs on streaming platforms. Uh, Dylan and I getting ready to dive into Hawkeye on Disney Plus starting this week. Um, but let me know how you think this sounds and um, if there's anything that I should do to tweak it. Let me know at KBIZZL311. But this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 379. I'm your boy KB. We'll be back on Wednesday, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Talking about Bryce Harper's MVP season. This Eagles team getting ready to go on a playoff push. And what the hell's wrong with the Sixers and Flyers? Plus, the Union, big playoff win this weekend as well. Shouts to the Hadoop. The Sons of Ben, they did the damn thing. What a freaking game. Absolutely electric. Shout out to the Union. But this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 379. I'm your boy, KB. And until Wednesday, I am signing off. Peace.